This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week, we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health, and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss twenty two, R A C H E L W E I S S twenty two. And now for this week's episode. Back China Daters to episode two. We've got a very interesting, very exciting episode this week. Yes.、Yeah, so today we're going to be talking to three Chinese women about their perceptions of dating in China, the term "leftover women" or "xiangnu," and also changing attitudes and perspectives towards single women in China. So traditionally in China, if you were female and unmarried by the age of twenty-seven, the term "xiangnu" or "leftover women" was used to describe your social status. But nowadays, many Chinese women have more economic independence and can pursue their careers, passions,、uh, everything like that without the same pressure as before. In this episode, we'll talk to these Chinese women about the pressures that single women have faced and how the term "xiangnu" has changed. We're also going to be talking about "bai fu mei," which means、uh, it means white, rich, and beautiful, which was kind of a common beauty standard for women in China. And also, we're going to be talking about how single women are portrayed in the media and how women now use their financial power to fight the stigma of being single. So we did a survey about this topic recently in our WeChat group. So I think it's also good to note that it's a bit biased. It's a set of English-speaking Chinese women who have international experiences and backgrounds,、um, and of course, this doesn't represent the feelings and experiences of Chinese women otherwise. Yeah, and also just to note,、uh, one of the members wanted to keep their uh, privacy. Uh, so if you hear some audio abnormalities. Um, it's due to the audio effects that we've had to put on the episode、uh, to respect the guests' wishes. So here we are. This is this week's episode. Hey guys! So we're really excited to have three Chinese women joining us today for this episode. Thank you guys so much. Can you introduce yourselves to us one by one, starting over here with Gabi? Hello, my name is Gabi.、Uh, so I spent a couple of years. Overseas for education, and、uh, I've been in China, Beijing for four years working.、Uh, so I'm Chinese born from the north. Thank you. Oh, oh, <laughs> so it's my turn. Sorry.、Um, hi, everyone. My name is Shan, and、uh, I'm born in China. I'm born in Jiangsu. I'm I was born and raised up there, and and after my graduation, I came up to Beijing, which is like till now about eight. Nine years already. Great. Hello, hello everyone. This is Molly speaking. It's a pleasure to meet you all. My name is Molly, like I just said. I was born in a small city near Beijing, and I am happily married now. It's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Wow! Thank you guys for joining us. We're really excited to have you all on, and it's it's cool because I know you guys all have your own. Different experiences, hometowns, and reasons that you came to Beijing. So it's going to be fun to dive in and just chat more about dating experiences, especially as a Chinese woman. So let's just start with what is that like in general? What is dating as a Chinese woman like in China?、Uh, and Shen, let's let's start with you. <laughs> yeah,、um, dating the word first it became came into my life. Then I got f- a little bit confused for, at first. Chinese language, there's no actual word. Like no exact counterparts for dating.、Mm. So, like in English, yeah, we would say, or in Western countries, we we would go on dates. We can go dating, and it's it doesn't mean any commitment. You can、yeah. do that before you're like exclusive、right. with somebody. So in Chinese,、right. there's not really that kind of term for that. It's not really like that because, like, if you put it into literal literal translation, say dating like 约会 but usually in Chinese culture or most of the contests I've ever run into, like you say you go on a date with someone that's your boyfriend already. 
Like you're in an official relationship. Like maybe you two don't live together, but you are meeting for dinner and you're meeting for a coffee or something. I'm going on dates with my boyfriend. That's the thing. Oh. But we don't have that, and that's very confusing. And as and I've noticed that uh, it's also different for people, even for foreign language, like English speaking people as well. For some people, uh, like dating is like dating. It's pretty casual. Like some people can take it as exclusive. I'm dating with you, so I have one date. But for some other guys, they can be. Like I can have multiple dates, but in Chinese, there's no word for that. So every time I, the confusion I got is I when I got get, get when I had sometimes guys come up to me saying, "Hi,、hey, do you want to go out and have dinner together?" And I'm like, "Yeah, cool. Like just just go on for a friendly meet up." But eventually, if like may if I tell the story to my other friends and they would listen to the whole experience and be like, "Oh, so you went on a date?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> I didn't, know. I, didn't I didn't know. I didn't know it was a, a date. date. That's so interesting. And as you were talking,、yeah. Molly and Gabby were both nodding a lot. So it、yeah. seems like yes, there's also、are. like just that that emphasis. Like once you're on a date with somebody, you are、uh-huh. exclusively like seeing them. Is that your experience, Gabby? Um, not really. Just really interesting that、uh, Shannon was talking about the. It's kind of a culture thing. So culture shock in、uh, different type of datings.、Um, there's another thing in China. I don't really. Can relate、um, is that、um, there are some men or women they are calling themselves or they are calling their partners as younger sisters. So the younger sisters is like Mei Mei. So basically, they use this term to wake, really make the boundaries between a lover or a partner or a, a, a date or a friends. They like on purposely they erased this boundary and make this really wake. I personally found that's quite unrespectful. So a、uh, boy might call his his partner Maymay. Yeah, and is that yeah, a way to? Yeah, or there are so many Maymays right around them. <laughs> yeah, you don't really know. I mean, I have this like、uh, Maymay and another Maymay. Like, how many younger sisters do you have? Like, I don't have any younger sisters. They just I just call them so because we they we and they went out for dinner. They went out to play and to 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 go to cinemas. That's pretty much the datings that in my mind. But actually, they say no. We're just not not. They don't really call them friends, but they call them Maymay. So I I guess that's how you when he's referring to you. Probably、yeah. that's probably. I mean, I can't really categorize this kind of thing, but it's really not okay. I'm so interested. Like,、yeah. is that a new thing that started happening? And is that kind of the equivalent of like casual dating in China? Maybe you could have several maymays that you're seeing,、mm. or is that not it at all? I wasn't really considering dating、um, Chinese men here, but、uh, my parents really talked me into it. So I thought maybe I would try.、Um, after a few times with local Chinese men, so this thing is like closed that door for me for good.、Ooh. Yeah, I don't want to be one of their younger sisters. With a quotation mark on it. Oh,、yeah. that's an interesting point, and we're definitely going to dive into that and your experiences、uh, with kind of those pressures from family, especially.、Um, but let's just say hey to Molly and just、hey. your experiences with dating, because Molly is married lady. I am. Yeah. I'm, so,、yes. what was your experience just dating and getting to marriage with your husband? Well, my story comparing to the previous ones would be a little bit boring because I kind of met this this guy from my high school, so we've been、Aww. dating ever high since. Yeah, yeah, we've been dating for ten years before we get married. I would say my case would be really rare in、uh, China, as far as I know.、Um, But uh, yeah, uh, I completely agree with these two ladies、um, said about the dating things very exclusive here in China when it comes to the term of 约会 which means that you you've already built this relationship at least with、um, a certain guy or girl. So if you are on a date, means you are already in a relationship. There is actually no trial package before you jump into it. So、um, not a big fine, but、uh, I can't say too much <laughs> since I'm married. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> do you think that rushes people into a relationship, having to have that defined quickly? Like once we are dating, like that's it, we are together. Or do you think that's just a very normal part of Chinese, you know, customs and culture that it's normal? You know already that you want to be in a relationship with this person, and it's okay to move that fast. 
Uh, I'm gonna add on to this because uh, I'm first. Firstly, I'm gonna add a bit to what Gabby just said. I have guy friends. I mean, I have a lot of buddies, but and I know how they're treating those maymays. So maymay doesn't really. It's like a literal translation saying younger sister, but for them, it generally gives you image of a younger, like docile, interesting girl, like for fun. It basically means like. It's kind of different from dating. Like dating is like you two both having intention. Like、uh, we might want to have something together. We want to know more about each other. But that going out with Maymay, it's more like fun. But you two know you're not like on romance term. So it's pretty much in a lot of like gray area. And like just you said, is it inclusive or not? That's also connected to a lot of other international like Taiwan like. Well, how do I translate that? Aquaman. <laughs> it basically describes a guy or a girl like who talks to many, several, multiple, like, what do you call like date at the same time? Is it like a、but、playboy or not playboy? Yeah, kind of like a playboy. Like you don't commit with any one of them, but you go out with them, and you and you both know there is something could be possible to happen. Yes. Oh, yeah,、okay. we call we call it, those guys aquaman. Yeah, aquaman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really funny because we. Means a man has a lot of fishes. Fish. Yeah, yeah, and they're pool.、Like、yeah, lots of fish in the sea. Yeah, you keep a、they、lot of fish available in there. Okay,、yeah. just keeping the options open. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Oh. yeah. So yeah, I, I just like us. Let's just like chat with you before. I think it's the difference is in this culture, a lot of things are unspoken. You just didn't tag on it. Like for you guys, you have been in Western culture. My in English, you have a tag as date. You're my date. I'm dating with you. But on in Chinese language, in this context, it's more flexible. It's unspoken. It's a gray area, and you can call it whatever you want. When you want it, you'd be like, "Oh, that's mine." You can refer to my, my to my friend as my mimi. But、mm-hmm. and at the same time, you will never ad- ad- refer to a girl in front of you saying her she is your mimi.、Yeah. That's、oh, no. like that's disrespectful, because that you that means you're not treating her as like a equal like date or a girl or respect for something. Okay, it's a label you'd use like with your friends referring to that person or when、yeah. when they're not there.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. So, Sin, do women do Chinese women do the same to men? Like, a lot. could you have a Chinese woman <laughs> Aquaman or Aqua woman? Yeah,、sure. yeah, we have. Yeah. We're not saying we are. We're not saying we are. <laughs> That's yeah. It's like an observation. Yes, it happens. Okay, so it definitely happens the other way. Yeah. That, that's so curious as well. So I guess the one of the first questions that we wanted to dive into because we recently did a survey with other Chinese women as well, asking them just culturally what are some of the pressures that are happening around, especially for Chinese women with dating, whether that's culturally from society or from your parents, like you had mentioned before, or maybe even from you know Chinese. Men, maybe there's a certain expectation or standard or pressure, something you need to follow. So, what kind of pressures have you guys faced, or have you felt、um, in general for Chinese women? Well, I can get started. I was dating the same guy for ten years, and my parents, like my whole family, know him so well. But I still had to face the pressure to get married. Um, so we were taking time, of course, taking a lot of time. But we were taking our time, and we know we wanted to make the decision where we thought, okay, this is the time to do it. But、uh, even though I was in a really stable relationship, but my parents、um, somehow persuaded me to、uh, pick a date, just pick a date, get married, and it just happened last year. So we were forced to this whole wedding ceremony, but. This doesn't really affect our relationship. I would say that, but but this whole like getting married thing is,、um, I would say, eighty percent from the pressure from my family. From definitely, family. yes. Is it just because they felt like there was a certain timeline, a certain age that they wanted you to be married and settled at? Yes, for sure. And、um, you know, I was dating this same guy for a long time, long enough to make them feel,、um, uh, I would say. Insecure about what if you got like what if you guys break up, 
What if that happened? But that's no problem to me at all. If if we break up, which means we didn't make this work, it's okay. But to them, it's like I'm sort of like one foot setting the mar- marriage. But if I don't get mar- married, and if something happened, that might become a big issue to my personal life, and that relates to the comments that my neighbors, my family may have. So that's why also a big reason why they forced me to somehow forced me to get married ASAP before I would say 28 at least. That's what they hope. Yeah. When you when you were feeling that pressure from your family, is it something you and your I guess your partner then your boyfriend then were you guys kind of on the same page about it? Like, oh, okay, we're okay with our relationship. We we know what we both want. We know we know this is kind of pressure from our family. We're we're okay. Let's just I guess do it. But I don't know. Were there conversations happening with your partner around that? Yes, we were having uh like this. Conversation for a thousand times. We were, but the good part is that we were definitely on the same page. We we were discussing about how to solve this problem. We were also thinking about one possible ways to escape from here. So we're talking about let's just go study somewhere. <laughs> just just don't come back ever. But we thought, okay, here are responsibilities we have to take. Let's just get married. We're ready. Um. So I'm glad we're on the same page. Otherwise, worse things could happen. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. great. You you were. On the same page and have yeah, the communication about definitely. it. Yeah. Yeah. And how How about you, Gabi? How have you felt pressures from you know society, family, things like that? Oh yeah, a lot. Um, so actually, I don't have a big family, but、um, my parents, they both have large families. That、uh, means I have a lot of cousins,、uh, aunties, uncles, these kind of.、Um, so. When I was early twenties, I mean, people always look at me. So I mean, relatives, right? They look at me saying, "Ah, you still got time. It's fine. So let's focus on your cousins, older cousins." I'm like, "Oh, you really?" <laughs> And、um, now I'm not early twenties anymore. So basically, they've been turning their concentrations <laughs> on me,、uh, gradually saying that, "Oh, is there any news? Are you dating anybody?" Like, um. Like okay, I'm say- only saying this for your good. Only,、um, it doesn't concerns me or anything. But、uh, you really need to find somebody.、Uh, it doesn't really matter、uh, where they from. You know, just to give it a go and to see how it goes. But but they say it in a light way. I know they really really want me to find somebody, and that can be considered as a successful contempt、uh, by them. Um, so yeah, I do have a lot of pressure, and、uh, that leads to a consequence that I try to avoid to see my relatives as well, much as possible. Yeah, so you kind of、yeah. take space between you guys to、exactly. to try to feel less pressure from、yeah. them. I remember、uh, last last Spring Festival, there were a lot of、um, memes going around about like a lot of people on Weibo were saying, "Oh, I don't want to go home to my family this year because there's all this." Oh, I forgot the term for it. Anti.、Uh, Oh, I'll have to find it later. But there's like the anti-marriage memes that were going、oh. around because、um, a lot of people were like, "Oh, I don't want to go and be hassled by my grandma. Like, when are you getting married? What are you doing?、Mm-hmm. And I just I won't go home this year because of that."、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how about you, Shen? Have you felt pressures? I feel like I'm a I'm the lucky one here. <laughs> I'm lucky than a lot of people. So、um, I'm my situation is a little bit special. I got、um, right after my graduation. I talked. I told my mom like. Mom, there's something I'm going to tell you. In the foreseeable future, I don't think I'm going to be married. You can feel worried about it, but don't rush me. Don't tell me you're rushed. You're worried. <laughs> And then soon after that, I came to Beijing. So we had a, like long distance in in between that. And the priority list of her concerns on me runs from how am I getting married? How am I getting secured? How am I getting a family? Down to the bottom, like how are you doing? So I guess it's a part of the strategy. But my dad is a different, a bit different. He started to be like he started to be a little bit like more concerning and pushing on me、uh, after my graduation, being like, "Hey, like, girl, it's the your time, and there's something you gotta do at this time." I'm like, "Dad, I'm not gonna do it. Don't push me on it." So I guess it's a it's a different、uh, it's a mixture package. Like the pressure from your family is a mixed pack package from including your parents concerning on you because you're in your in my parents' mind. I guess they're just in their mind. I'm gonna fall in the bathroom going unconscious every day, or suddenly every week I will be so sick I cannot call one two zero by myself, or they just 
uh, and, and and other pressure from your relative, your parents' relatives, your parents' friends. They'll be like, "Oh, my daughter's getting married. What about your daughter? I got a grandkid. How about you?" And your parents will be like, "Uh, fine." So it's kind of like a mixed thing, and I've, I mean, I while I'm the, I feel like I'm myself really lucky that my parents is not really pu- pushing me, though, and partially because my parents got divorced like early years. So for my mom, this is not something like a successful experience that I have to go in early. <laughs> so uh, I got another college mate. I met her last year. She was in a terrible situation, like mental situation, because she's got incredible. Uh, pressure from her, from her parents about getting married and they live together so that's worse and then but she felt like I'm making enough money why do I have to settle with those guys in my in that's, that's like a tiny second tier city even in Jiangsu so felt she felt like those guys there doesn't suit her at, at all but the, her parents just want her to be married she had no way out she only found her happiness a little bit of happiness in start chasing stars that was like that, that that wasn't helping and i I'd, I'd say i'd say so in if there's an equal i say the if you're from some other city away from your hometown away from parents you might get to the lower pressure from your family on that mm-hmm. if you're even in the second the first year city now in beijing i still got friends if whenever they're living with their parents they're still getting pressure but it's like this like a little more than the both the above one it's like a I guess the distance with family matters a lot. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's great though that you were saying you could talk to your mom about it and you're like, hey, I don't want to be pressured about this as well. I think that's really cool. But I know a lot of people aren't able to do that or if they are close to their parents, like you said, I'm sure that's a very difficult situation. Um, adding to that, so I know uh, Xiang Yu was like a really popular phrase for leftover women. And it was talking about, you know, women who are like maybe older than 27, 28, um, who are, you know, educated but unmarried in this pressure that they are the leftover women. Do you think that phrase is still being used now, or has it changed? So, Shani, right? Um, I don't think it's common used, but these terms do exist in people's brain. Uh, how am I going to say it? Um, basically, I, I mean, for my relatives and, and my for, for the older generations, if you argue with them, like... So, you know, this is really disrespectful term to, to describe about women. Basically, you're, um, you're, you're, you're not seeing any value of this woman. It's just about the age, right? And they agree, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But the thing is, they are kind of still sending you the articles with this term in it. I mean, how can you argue with that? So basically, I was really angry when whenever I received this kind of article. So, so why they are becoming Asian, right? The leftover women. So, you know, they go, ah, no, no, no. You're just focusing on the content, not this term. But I already lost my appetite, right? When, when this term come into my eyes. Um, so I think because of the media, even older generation, they have phones, right? They see and, and they, they read a lot of articles on, on WeChat, but still this kind of a term they cannot get over and they still category, categorize people, uh, label people and uh, label women, especially into that category. Mm. Yeah. How about, how about you, Molly? What do you think? Well, I would say this term um, for now is definitely le- much less frequently used um, at this moment. Uh, I do believe, um, thanks to the the platforms, the the short videos platform, like the the apps, like um, uh, TikTok, Douyin, or Quasho or Weibo, um, people got this massive information of how single women could live a brilliant like absolutely brilliant life in bigger cities so that kind of give um courage to a lot of um single ladies um to face to this term like in a positive way that's why they are not afraid to be labelized as shonu and i think when they when they are when this term is actually uh well accepted by a lot of people the the term the reason why the term exists is kind of like slowly faded away because it doesn't really start a harsh conversation anymore. That's why articles, medias are slowly giving up on this term because this simply doesn't get any single lady mad because they they would love to become a shonu if they're well educated. So what what's what's what? It doesn't really matter. 
Yeah, I think yeah. I read somewhere that actually some women are using it as a more of a positive, empowering thing. Like, yeah, I'm a single lady who can take care of myself, you know, almost like I don't need a man, you know? Yes, yes. Interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, so I found the article I would, was talking about earlier just about it's Sui Hun? Sui Hun? I don't know. How do you, how do you say oh, that? Sui Hun? Sui yes. Sui Hun. Because uh, people were sharing these kind of memes about that. Uh -huh. um, could you read that in Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this meme says in Chinese, 你知道为什么我奶奶活到一百多岁了吗？因为她不管闲事。So <laughs> it just says, do you know why my grandma is a hundred years old? Because she minds her own business. So, yes. <laughs> yes. So I just, yeah, I just thought that was very interesting to see how that that pressure and things are just being like kind of fought back against, yeah. and the, the stigma is kind of changing. Yeah. Um, and just one more, I guess, a pressure point, I think, as well, for women everywhere, um, but especially in China, I think there's the beauty standard thing, um, where you feel pressure to be looking a certain way. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that in, in Chinese, you guys have, what is it, bai... Uh, bai fu mei. Bai fu mei, mm -hmm. that's right. So do you feel like that is still like the standard to strive for? No. Mm, Negative. No. Yeah. No. I love it. You guys are like, no, <laughs> next no, question. I no, I do think so. <laughs> you do think so? Yeah. So why why so? Or is it in certain circles or depending on certain things? Well, I, I guess we should hear the, I, I'd, I'd love to hear, like, why do you think it's not first? So I, we can cycle circle back here. Yes. Um, again, I think um, people now have the access to um, getting to know more about all kinds of different beauties, like, um, um, uh, we don't like all the beauty products you could get here. You always find the words "buy," like it helps you to lighten your skin, kind of like bright your skin. But uh, if you check the apps, uh, like the the Chinese Yelp apps, you will find that um, uh, getting tanned service is really getting way more popular than before. So which means that people are slowly accepting that, oh, a beauty girl could be tanned. Uh, like being being white, so-called, isn't the, the only standard to be considered as pretty. And you will see uh, more women spending hours in the gym to become more muscular, to, to, to become more stronger. And they don't, they simply abandon to be slim before like, like they used to uh, wish to become. Um, so I think simply because people are getting more access to um, all different kinds of beauty, um, which makes people are thinking or changing their original um, ideas about what a beauty should look like. Yeah. yeah, like you mentioned before, I think, is it because you think people see Douyin, they see a variety of people, they have yeah. more access to see diversity and like, yes. wow, that can be beautiful too, yeah. rather than one mainstream media image of it? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Shen? So why do you think it's still kind of prevalent? Yeah. Um, so first of all, let's set up the, let's set up the like starting point, right? If I look at the word Bai Fu Mei, like white, rich, beautiful, there's nothing wrong about it. Right. First of all, without bias, if you want to be white, like you want to be rich, you want to be beautiful. That's that's fine. It's totally fine. And I feel I do feel blessed. I do feel like China is catching up on varieties. Like I realize in my if I open my moments, like I see my friends who are crazy about CrossFits, who are crazy about going out, who are crazy about cycling. I've seen girls in in boxing, in rugby, in football, in Beijing, everywhere. But on a massive level, if we're talking about massive level, not just about all my own friends, my own echo chamber. If you look at those top 10, if there's a top 10 uh, talk, TikTok doing, what do you call it, influencer girls, most of them are still like pale, cute, little girl. And I talked to my friend who is working at performing a show production industry. She said, like, in her opinion, like, it's, like because she works with a lot of actresses and even like those new new students from the acting academy, those girls still look alike. If you open the TV screen, you open, you we watch TV show, you've never seen a like a main actress as like strong, fit, and tanned. They are always like white, pale, and skinny, but fit, but fit, like not purely skinny, bony. No, so I think it's I'm blessed. I'm choosing the friends I like, and we're going out together. We're working out, but we also need to see the fact. That first of all like generally on a massive audience level you look at the show productions tv shows and series those are real things that looking at a massive industry those businesses who are paying for that 
people are still long generally they still like white girls pale skinny fit not maybe like strong fit and really like chinese uh medical cosmetology uh, cosmetology industry has been exploding exploded i don't know in which report i read about that maybe six or seven times in past years you could see a company that just doing that uh getting started from zero and going on this in a couple years that means people still want to be pretty they want to be pretty in one way or another they want to be young maybe they tag themselves more as oh i'm just a rich signal happy lady but their pursuit is in being beautiful in being beautiful as they want never stopped it's even getting worse it's showing up in business so i'm glad my friends we're, as we're talking in here we're not just seeing uh, that's the only standard but we're but we also need to see the fact on a massive great general level it's not it's it didn't change that much if there's a day that my friends in show production industry is saying oh this year from the new actress we're picking i've seen some girls who attend who are strong who are not just like having a slight have a tiny a slim face with super wide eyes like aliens and maybe that's the day we say bai fu mei is not really pursued after mm, yeah yeah well, I mean, well yeah said. i think yeah. some people's some people's uh, their passion about Ivanka Trump or some people's passion in Ellen Gu, they're the same. You all want back from me. You look up to them. And it's absolutely okay if you look up to them, you think they're just as successful and you do something about your life to do it. Mm. It's just mm -hmm. the, how, the way how you do it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like you said in the beginning, there's nothing wrong with wanting yeah. to be any of those things if that's what you feel you're, you know, empowered and feeling like. But I think it's when you feel like the pressure is coming from other people to feel like that and not seeing it in mainstream media. I think it was the same in the West. So even like it's taking us a long time to get to the point where those other beauty ideals are acceptable and seen in the media and things like that being tanned or, or being fit or even just being not like super, super tiny, those kind of things. And I think it's a slow change, you know, what what do you think, Gabi? Um, wow, I have a lot of thoughts. I don't know where to start. So um, basically, because I majored in economics, so I'm going to explain a little about that. So basically, bi means white or means pale or means glory kind of white. It doesn't really matter. It's not only a beauty standard, but also a kind of economics related term or feature. Um, it can like basically trace back to hundreds and thousands of years of China in, in old times. Uh, well, farmers are working under the sun and get, get burned by the sun as well. Uh, but the rich people are staying in home, so less burned. So basically, that kind of a signal showing up in your skin and your face. That if you are lighter skinned and you're rich and you're from a big family. And come to the modern society, um, I don't think it's still the case but look at that i mean by fume so basically rich are kind of two out of three characters right um so if people have more ways to show that they are rich or they are living a comfortable life so i don't think the color or the beauty standards um weight too much in that basically they have so many other ways to show they're rich you know by cosmetics and by even handbags or, or clothing, not really by the color of the face or skins. So I don't think it's anymore a top thing to be strived for. Mm. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, thing as well, because I know we're talking about the pressures on single women, but a lot of people, you know, reclaiming that single woman title and, and Shang Yu and stuff. And a lot of women are using their status, their economic independence and freedom to actually provide themselves with expensive handbags, these kind of things to show I can take care of myself. This is how I'm going to show my economic status and things. Are you seeing things like that as well, where women do it? I guess for the status, but also more so to just show their family, I can take care of myself. I don't need a guy to buy me these things. I can provide for myself. Is that something you guys are seeing as well? Um, yes and no. <laughs> so so basically on, on the contradict way, um, I'm not showing my parents or family that I'm I'm good and, and because they know already I'm an independent woman and take care of myself, has my own place and kind of things. Um, but basically, I'm showing them that I don't need a man because it's kind of statistically risky thing to find another person to entering into a reckless marriage. 
Um, basically, you don't need that person if you don't spend much of the time with them. Um, and also, you don't know within a short time what, what that kind kind of person is. Basically, when you're delivering a baby or anything, and that person already signed something against you, and uh, you don't know. So that's a risk. And um, I'm not a risk taker. I'm basically using that to, yeah, convince mm. my parents. Mm. Right. Yeah. What What do you guys think? Are other women like finding ways to fight the stigma? Um, I guess moving on from the beauty standards pressure for a second, like are other women finding ways to fight the stigma of being a single leftover woman or things like that? Uh, first of all, I kind of want to dial back up about, about the translation on Shengnu. Okay. Because um, there was, a, I remember there were like at first time, the, it, I remember the, to be honest, before the survey, I almost forgot about that word. <laughs> And um, the when the, the word first that came up, it was uh, in English articles of translated leftover uh, leftover women, but really like statistically, there was never report saying there are a lot more female residents in in China more than male, and you do see a lot of male around. So the only answer to that is just the, the leftover should be translated into a surplus. It's a surplus amount of group of people that like, who doesn't want to settle. They will look at things like ill. I can do things on my own. Why do I need that? But I do understand the, those pressures, and and I, and that's is also one way I, I I use to pursue my dad and stop chasing me on that. Is you wanted you wanted you thought marriage is the best way to live your through your life. It's the safest way. One thing because you came from the years that the the economy was not good enough so it's the best strategy for two people to combine your family resource so you can have a better one in like you can share together but nowadays it's different as you women have have better jobs and we can pay for ourselves and if i if i if i want to buy things for my family not just to prove them something i just do it i just do something i can do and it actually helps because I had a friend, she's in, she's in Beijing, she used to live with her parents and she got some pressure from her parents about like she should get married and something. And she, she told me like after she set a deal on, she she, closed, uh, she cut a deal on getting a new apartment, her parents gets to do like a lot less stressful on that. So for them, it's just like a worrying. They thought, they thought there's always should be someone to take care of you and they should it's always to have like a better backup and my colleagues in the office they kept telling me this idea that even though you believe you can get a good life by uh through a nursing house nursing house after you're old you will be still people will still not treat you good if they know you don't have a child they will still bully you and blah 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 they will lie to you the betrayal contract stuff so uh, I, I do believe it is one way, like if you really want to pursue, want to convince your parents to lease out the stressful, the stress on you, you can show your independence in economy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. How do you think, Molly? I just, I just want to share a really interesting story that I saw on Weibo the other day. <gasps> so I saw a girl posting, um, saying that how, how bad she doesn't really want to, um, go out with, um, with a disrespectful guy simply because she said uh, I quote she said my mascara cost me how much my lipstick like a super uh, super luxury lipstick cost me like say 600 kwai and my outfit cost me 1000 kwai and I'm just going out to some subway station with you for a cheap ride no how way so I saw this post I thought it's pretty interesting to share as well yeah she's like hell no you know how much I spent on this outfit like I'm not getting ready I think I've seen memes like that mm -hmm. as well like women are just like you know what it takes me this long to get ready and mm -hmm. this much money like you know you gotta treat me good treat me yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah um and a slightly different kind of point of view um recently so there was this company called three squirrels do you guys know it's a Chinese snack company mm -hmm. um so there was a model featuring Tsai Niang Yang mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know about this let me show you this photo and there was some backlash on it on Weibo. Uh -huh. So that's her name. And if uh -huh. you scroll up, there's a picture of her. Um, yeah, and it received a lot of backlash church. because of how a Chinese woman was depicted in the media. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I guess we're curious. We've read things from our side in Western media. And I'm really curious what it was like for you guys uh, seeing this photo and also reading about it on Chinese media. Like, is it kind of going along with 
the beauty standard or beauty pressure of what Chinese women face and, and things like that? Well, I think in the very beginning, why people react um, in a really negative way, uh, negative way about this post is simply because they think we are being labelized. How Chinese, not particularly women, how Chinese should look like, especially to Western media. They uh, People are angry because we believe that that's definitely not the only look we have as a Chinese, but um, uh, they think the three squirrels as a Chinese brand should, um, what do we say, kiss the ass of the Chinese marketing, not the ass of the Western marketing. Why would you do that? Why would you do such a thing? But I've heard voice um, from a different perspective saying that we should all be confident enough to accept that um some of us do lo look like that. And um, so there there were discussion going on. But like for me, I think uh, I I kind of agree with the first opinion, the, the, the larger group of people's opinion, which is that I think as a Chinese brand, um, you should at least show respect to the Chinese marketing. And in Chinese mar marketing, that look is definitely what we think as a pretty woman. And um, yeah, that's that's just my opinion. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me just read this quote, I guess, about it for our audience listening to give a little background. Um, it, it, this came from Sub China. It just said backlash quickly ensued on Weibo, where people called out the snack company for featuring the model and accentuating her eye shape, which they said played into an offensive Western Western stereotypes of Chinese people's appearance. The model, who likely had no control over her styling for the advertisement, also became a target of mockery and criticism, with people calling her ugly and even telling her to stop mo modeling. So she also got bullied online or. Mm -hmm. A lot of backlash, which is terrible. That's terrible. Terrible. That's terrible. That shouldn't yeah. happen. Like, uh, like, like uh, the article said, as a model, you don't really get to choose how you're gonna look like in the commercial you're going to shoot. Um, so the bullying part is definitely not acceptable. But I think, uh, like me saying, is that um, uh, the brand should notice that um, shooting your own ver like shooting this. Uh, commercial in the land uh, where people do not really accept the Western stereotypes of how Chinese people should like is definitely not a good way to go. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you guys like to add anything, Gabi or, or Shen? I agree. You agree? <laughs> I've never read about that on Weibo, but it's that's the first time I've seen that picture oh, before. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, send myself, it, I'll send myself it's, it's okay. Like, yeah. Because to me, if like, um, that's became that's becoming a political correctness thing. If you don't believe, if you don't believe those single eyelid models should be in that it should be in that advertisement. Where else should they be? Like, tell me where they show up. You would not take it as a racist towards Asian. So now we're discriminating girls with single eyelid. Genetically, yes, we have like some Chinese like a big part of Chinese girls have, or men, they do have single eyelid. And what's about it? Like, if you're really confident about your own culture, like, just have it. Does it have to be every time we made an advertisement for Chinese and you have to put at least the two models on it, one single eyelid and two, then the other one double? It's just like the way how the, there's so many other measures you can measure about if they're being racist at Asian, other than eyelid. So I think that that thing looked totally fine with me aesthetically. That that that's a beautiful picture. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, to add on to the conversation, I guess about stereotypes, and thank you for sharing your your thoughts about that. Like, it's great. I think for us, especially being in China, to hear. I want to hear like, what do actual Chinese people and Chinese women think about it? Um, also, I just know as Chinese women, I think you guys face a lot of stereotypes with dating. I've heard from my Chinese friends before. I, I with uh, you know even with dating foreign guys and how. Asian women can kind of be fetishized in a certain way. Um, have you guys encountered or, or faced any kind of these stereotypes and how are Chinese women stereotyped in that way? It's a lucky silence. <laughs> I mean, um, so I have, I'm working in an industry where I get to meet a lot of foreigners. So I have many coworkers there who are dating um, foreign partners at this moment um i think for female for especially for chinese women they do face a lot of pressure if you're like if you're dating a foreign guy and chinese dudes chinese guys would definitely make really negative comments on that but 
On the other hand, if a Chinese guy is dating a foreign female, and you will definitely hear super duper positive feedback or comments or even complaints like from his peer. So yeah, and as for the stereotypes of dating, I think.、Uh, Most of the Chinese friends I know, they tends to be more share and、uh, sorry, shy and reserved in relationship, especially in the very first stage.、Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just from our survey, I guess we had a few women make a few comments about it, just kind of agreeing with that. Maybe that women have to play a certain kind of a submissive role. Like that's kind of the stereotype that Chinese women are going to be quiet and and soft and reserved.、Um, One person said they assume that Chinese women have white fever and are superficial. Maybe they're dating for the status of to be with a foreigner, or like they're just you know the way that some guys only want to date an Asian woman. Maybe this Chinese woman is only wanting to date a foreigner.、Um, somebody else said maybe they assume a Chinese woman wants a long term relationship that leads to marriage, and、uh, the guy from another culture may not want marriage or may not understand the importance of why a Chinese woman is looking for something more serious.、Um, And then somebody else also said we're hypersexualized and occasionally encounter men who have yellow fever who are only interested us just to sleep with or be with a Chinese woman. So I guess that was a few comments we got in our our survey that some women were saying about those things. Have you do you feel like that's a general feeling? Have any of your friends mentioned those things to you, or is it、uh, not really? I don't know. Maybe just because. My friends know like I can be harsh sometimes. They don't dare to say that in front of me, <laughs> probably. So my thing, my opinion about stigma is, the best way to treat a stigma is, don't think about it. Like a stigma only exists when you look at it. What a girl should do, make money, go out, live your life. Ask yourself what you want as a person. If you're not a girl, if you're not in China, if you if you have you're in a fairy tale, you need access. You have access to everything. The best thing about I felt like I when I after I lived in Beijing, I felt like the best thing is the city makes you feel. There are things everywhere. It depends if you want it. If you there will be ways to do it. So if there are stigmas. If there are things that doesn't make you uncomfortable, if there are things the dude said that makes you feel it's weird, just walk away. It's not about just about stereotypes. That's his problem. Yeah. How about you, Gabby? Yeah, I agree. Um. So basically, I was like a really blank in my brain because I I don't know what was in my mind. But but right now, I really agree because um, I personally I can't speak for most of the people personally. I believe. That、um, to best, now but best way the 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 best way to 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 beast not to beat to beat the stigma is to just ignore it because、um, if you care if you respond, you game right, you just don't game and they lose, already. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you're yeah. like just don't play, just、uh-huh. don't get. In that game, don't play the、yeah. game. Don't participate you say, or engage、right. with those kind of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you're totally right. I think we can have that power to say, "I'm not gonna be with those kind of people." Like, I want to be with like-minded people who will respect me as a person,、mm-hmm. who aren't going to like, yeah, stigmatize me or stereotype me.、Mm-hmm. You know, the same with friendships or partners, any of those things. You're like, I want to be with people who empower me as a person and、mm-hmm. not gonna pay attention to those things. Yeah, I, that's great. It's very interesting that I, that I heard when you were reading all those comments because I never thought about it before. And what's wrong about Chinese girl wanting to date if there's a Chinese girl who wants to date of a foreigner? Well, you don't you don't order your dinner before you finish reading the menu. Why would I finish there? <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong about it? You're here with me as an Asian girl as well. What's the problem? Yeah. Yeah,、mm-hmm. no, I love that, a hundred percent. And like, that's that's the thing. There's nothing wrong with people who are genuine and wanting to like connect with somebody from a different culture, no matter what. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Do you guys have any other like final thoughts or words about just females dating in China now and how Chinese women can continue to like fight that stigma, own their singleness, or just live live how they would like to live? I'm. I I may have have a few few not comments, but、uh, a few, not my experience as as well. So I heard from my friends, really close girlfriends. Ah,、uh, basically, 
not to beat the stigma as well, but uh, basically not only Chinese woman doesn't like Chinese man. So it, it really happens to another country as well. Basically, my Spanish colleague doesn't like Spanish man. Um, you know, they don't like Italian man. I mean, we all have our not preferences, but also, you know, you, you, you can choose whoever you like. And from this country, I like from that country. I don't like maybe it's a cultural thing. Um, so it's not only, not only happening in China. So yeah, just chill girl. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can, I can. Um, so I've met a lot of incredible single ladies here in China who are very dedicated in their work, who are very generous in their life. And they believe uh, with their own effort, they could make a better life without depending on any partner, which I admire a lot. Um, so, and I do have very close friends who are living, living their life like this way. So I want to say that just... Um, um, just do your best. There is no right or wrong, especially when the choice is bound to be made by you. It's your life. It's your choice of life. So just do not let any voice, um, in fact, affect your own choice. I would just say that. And I've seen ladies making, like we were talking about this, how they're being absolutely amazing work all these big bosses, they're all female, and how they're like bossing around people. Yeah, this yeah. is something before Molly and I were talking about how in our workplaces, we both see it's just all these powerful, badass women who are mm -hmm. just like on it, they, they get stuff done, and they're just like thriving, like they're amazing. Yeah. Yes, yes, so definitely. So be one of them, or just be nobody, that's okay, it's your <laughs> life. <laughs> How about you, Shen? Any last words? Yeah, I think the something if there's something we should share and want everyone to agree on is before you're a girl, before you're a woman, you're a person. If there is anything different from you to a male, you're more beautiful. Look at their boring closet. <laughs> <laughs> right? And if you do want to go out and meet different people, go do it. Because like from my point of view, like the differences between individuals is much wider than between cultures. So it doesn't matter if it's foreigner. It doesn't matter if he cares about it. He's a foreign. That's his problem. You just go out and meet people, maybe different cultures and those exotic things and put on a little more spice into it. But let's just be happy. Like no one has a mission to do anything and love this cold business world. Because of this cold business world, you don't need anyone functionally in your life. You don't need any guy because you want someone to open the door for you. you go to a nice hotel, the, the, the door boy <laughs> will open that for you. If you, you don't need anyone to be in your house because you need someone to repair your toilet at home, you call a 5-8 service or call a zero service, they'll come up right away. And you don't need anyone to pay for, to pay for a bill because you're, you'll be good enough for it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we're a lot, people are a lot more freer than they thought they are. Yeah. yeah. Women power. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And you you guys are all three just amazing women, like three amazing women. And I, I thank you guys so much for coming and joining us today for talking about all of these things. So thank you again, Gabi and Shen and Molly. You've been wonderful guests. And thank um, thank yeah, you. thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.